0: To the, the Bruja. I'm Bex Carlos, your designated Thea Bruja. And I know that I'm in the process of relaunching the show, but I've been busy. A lot of unexpected curveballs just keep flying into my life, and I'm like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm making it work. But I'm trying to be more conscious about not burning myself out. And I had recorded a really amazing episode yesterday for Easter. But you know what? Easter is still observed today for Easter Monday, which is really nothing other than things are closed. <laughs> but whatever. I also think that if you were coming to terms with the fact that Jesus had resurrected, I think it would take you a back and you'd need a day to process. So, we're going to go with it. Easter is something on my mind a lot right now because Catholics, you know, I try, I'm trying to be better to respect people have different beliefs and stuff. But one thing that I think is my biggest issue with Catholicism, to be quite honest, is uh, hypocrisy. So Saturday night, I was driving around in my car, I was minding my business, and I drive by a church. And the whole congregation is outside of the doors. And there is a barrel, a white barrel, it looks like it's been painted white. There's a little child holding a bible and they're all praying probably to end abortion or something like that i I don't know but the visual of this like super witchy thing stayed with me i even like tried to sneak a photo to send to my sister because i was on the phone with her at the time when i saw it and it's just a reminder that a lot of catholicism is wrapped up in like do what i say not what i do And I know that we're all flawed and, you know, in in a lot of ways we're all hypocrites, but I don't know, it just really like irritated me, I guess. I've realized that one of the wounds that I have specifically with Catholicism is making me feel like I was always a sinner. And it's really hard to enjoy life when everything that you enjoy or want to indulge in is a sin. And I would even argue that like some people experiencing joy. Is a sin, right? So I think a long time ago, I decided that I like to live deliciously, whether it's enjoying something that I enjoy eating or having sexual relations or being happy or authentic to myself, not submitting to other people's ideas of what my life should be like. And that isn't to say that it's easy or I'm the most disciplined or, you know, like I have my faults like anybody else. But I am happy. And I think that that is very important and worth something. And it's interesting too, because the Catholics will say that Easter does not have pagan roots. And I'm like, I believe Easter comes from Ostara, which is a pagan fertility time of conception or was a time of conception. And it's okay that I really do think that we do a disservice by not telling people the truth of where things come from. And speaking of witches, I just became introduced to the concept that in Finland, shout out to Finland, when this show first started and throughout the course of the show, right, there's been a huge support from Finland. Thank you for enjoying my content. But I just found out that in Finland, the Sunday before Easter, children, small children, are dressed as witches like all this isn't a gender specific thing like all children are dressed as witches and they go from door to door asking if they can bless the house or essentially grant a wish and i'm like that's so cool i love that so much it's (sighs) teaching children that they like have a lot of power and influence and impact and they do and i just have to share that with everyone what a way to keep easter witchy you know what i mean I don't know. Like I said, I personally, I have a soft spot for Easter. When I was a little girl, my aunt would send us, me and my sisters, an Easter basket every year full of bunnies and chickens and just all the cute Easter things. Right. And I still really like Easter, but I think as an adult, right, I'm on TikTok like everyone else. I came across the Bascomette trend And I'm in the process of actually creating my own goth Easter basket. I was hoping to get it done today, but it's a lot. I had to completely disassemble the bag and the dyeing process itself was difficult. I had to do it twice because it didn't come out as dark as I wanted. But I used like a back-to-black like specific dyeing kit. So I was fortunate within like one or two. Honestly, it really didn't even need the second, but it looked a little patchy. So I was trying to like balance it out a little bit more. I'm a perfectionist, so I... (laughs) I'm always going to be my own downfall, which is also like a big reason why the show doesn't, I think, come out as often or as regularly, because I'm being a lot more conscious in the content that I create. And I would really hate for someone to take my word as just like fact and go with it and speak on something that is incorrect. And I understand that, like, you know, it's a learning process. We should all be doing our own research. But I don't know, that responsibility is something that really drains on me as of late. So, I don't want to create something if it has its issues. But yeah, I think that goth Easter baskets should be a thing. I mean, thinking about it, right? Like, Easter is the most fucking (laughs) hardcore, gnarly holiday. It's about like resurrection and starting over. I'm in my Jesus year, you know, going into my Jesus year, I'll be 33 this year. And the idea of like starting over, shedding what no longer benefits you, just symbolically, is very amazing. It's beautiful. And I think that we all kind of need to go through that point in life when we're like, okay, I'm like leaving behind all these things that no longer benefit me. I'm trying to be better. And the things that have led me to this point, these terrible vices or these thought processes or these ways of existing, just like no longer need to be with me the rest of the way. I don't know. I just think that goth Easter baskets are a way of like expressing that. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But that being said, I will show you my goth Easter basket when I'm done with it. I'm taking a lot of pride in it. And I'm just, you know, in this place where I'm trying to live more authentically to myself, I think I spent so much of my life feeling like there was something wrong with me or that, you know, having interests in horror movies, the paranormal witchcraft, brujidia, what have you, it made me feel like there was something wrong with me. And I'm like, I'm just living authentically my truth. And I think life, if nothing else, is about doing that. Today, I had a recording with a podcast and they said one of the kindest things to me, which is this show, even before the relaunch, but especially now, is so focused in connecting, like being vulnerable with spirituality, you know, just like giving ourselves power. And I think that Not everyone is aiming to make amends and heal their generational lines and by proxy, like, heal themselves because we are the accumulation, if you will, of like all these people and all this knowledge. And sometimes we really truly are continuing on with traditions that are like no longer beneficial to us. Whether it be just it's in our DNA, whether that be cultural pressures. Like I think sometimes we carry a lot of things with us that we no longer need. So if you needed a reminder from the universe to like let go of the things that weigh you down, this is it. Yeah. You know, I hope that in the next phase of our life, especially just like looking at seasons and everything and Easter and spring is here and it is a time to remember that we can be reborn. Additionally, I... I think right now we're seeing a lot of things that we held near and dear change or the truth about them is coming out, you know, and I think that it's important to decontextualize and analyze the things that we hold dear, our belief systems and whatnot. We forget sometimes that specific points of view or specific institutions were created to limit us whether, you know, like our opportunities for growth, whether, you know, having body autonomy, having our own opinions, perspectives, what have you. I think it it comes from a place of like wanting to limit people and wanting to have control over people. And again, Catholicism as a whole, right, the things that it does well, the things that it doesn't do well. And obviously, like Catholicism in Latin America, and specifically Mexico, because that's where my perspective comes from is very different. I just had this conversation, with um, a Latin woman, she's from Guatemala, she was talking to me about how she loves to go to church every Sunday. And I was like, oh, where do you go? Do they do like Misa in Spanish? And she's like, of course. Like, if it's not our Catholicism, it really isn't the real deal. Or at least like to us, right? Like, it doesn't feel real. And I was like, no, you're right. It's it's just not the same. And we were talking about that. And here in St. Louis, uh, there are a couple of churches that do do services in Spanish. There's this place that I'm really... <laughs> I've never been able to go there because the wait sometimes is so long. But there's this church named St. Cecilia. And it's like the unofficial like Latin or specifically Mexican, I think, church. It's in South City. And when they do their fish fries, like they get lit. You can also get tamales. You can get margaritas. Like sometimes the line to get in is like two, three hours. It's like one of those if you know, you know kind of things, you know. I haven't been able to go, but I hear it's a really good time. See, I love when people and stuff can still have their faith but be okay with having fun and not limiting other people's fun within reason. I'm really disappointed because there is this podcast related to exorcisms that insists on pushing a specific narrative about how the occult And I guess sometimes it can, but being from St. Louis, the St. Louis exorcism which inspired the exorcist in William Blatty's book The Exorcist, that case has been said that Roll Doe played with a Ouija board. And that was why everything that happened happened. But that's not true. One of the things I am really grateful for is like here in St. Louis, like it's one of those places that it's not very big. And if something happens here, like everyone tends to know about it, you know? And there is a horror historian named Troy Taylor. He wrote this book called The Devil Came to St. Louis and he interviewed everyone who was there, everyone who was alive, like all these different people, got a lot of like contacts, family members, the kid himself before he passed, he's now passed. He worked for NASA, you know, he really did his research. He really lifted every rock to get as much as he could. The thing that makes the case scarier to me, right, is that there was nothing. It was just this kid had this experience that got worse and worse and worse. And I've been hiding the episode behind the paywall It was on my Patreon. It was a Patreon exclusive. But I think I'm going to share it on the main sometime in the near future, because that is a really good episode. But this podcast, right, is saying and insisting on the narrative that the kid played with a Ouija board. It's just so frustrating because it's like, at a certain point, it's like, why do you, why do you insist on giving people misinformation? Upon my research, the Ouija board was added to the film to give a reason because you want to give a reason for why something so horrific would happen. I don't know. I just think it's a disservice. And I kind of think it goes back to like hypocrisy and like how we shouldn't lie. But if it fits the bottom line, then it's okay. And I don't know. I just think we can all do better. Catholics, not all of you, obviously, but a lot of you be okay with perspectives that are different than your own. Like if your whole congregation is going to do witchy ass shit, I think that Maybe you should be a little bit more accepting of witches and assume that they're not all toxic or evil or whatever. <laughs> There's so much misconception about my practice. It's always like, let's go immediately to Satanás. like it has to be the devil. And it probably doesn't help matters that I'm creating a bathmet or Black Philip, if you will, Easter basket. But I really enjoy <laughs> Black Philip, um, more as a representation of how to live my life. like live deliciously, I don't hurt others. And I just really love getting the most out of this time. Circling back, like, you know, being made to feel like I'm a sinner all the time. I feel like there's a little bit of when you can reclaim it and be like, well, yeah, I am a sinner, but I'm also like living my best life and I'm happy and I don't hurt people. I guess I really am turning a new leaf, aren't I? (laughs) Yeah, growth is so important. And I'm really glad with this show, I'm trying to have more powerful conversations about like identity and be vulnerable in some of the realizations and topics and stuff that I discuss. I am really grateful for you sitting with me. I hope if you subscribe to the idea of Easter, you had like a good day of rest, if nothing else. Um, But if it is a day of enjoyment and love and happiness that you also had that. Thank you for listening. I'm really excited for some of the projects and hopefully will keep me on track with everything I'm trying to do. And we will share this space again sometime in the near future. Looking forward to it. Thanks for listening. Bye.